All right, welcome to episode nine of the Sports Therapy Podcast. And today, fellas, KTO came in with something on his mind. So we scrapped the topics and I just let my dude get what he had to off his chest. The convo then shifts into a deep look inside of both of our YouTube processes. And I reveal a pretty big secret that might shock some of y'all. Although I kind of got a feeling most of y'all probably suspected as much already. Anyway, at the end, we, of course, talk about the Bengals' huge upset victory over the Titans and the Browns' unfortunate stumble versus the Raiders. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, check the timestamps in the description and skip to whatever section you want. Or if you're really rocking, just sit back and enjoy the podcast in full. That's enough for the intro. Let's get into it. All right, bro. So I know you got something you want to talk about. I do not know what it is. Yeah. It's kind of killing me right now. Uh, what's up, man? What's on your mind? You know, so tomorrow's a big day. And it and today, like, it's technically going up today, right? Or yeah. when it's going up, this is going to be November 3rd. Yeah. And it's a big day for me because it's my birthday. Oh, damn. And it's weird because it's like everything's going on with our country, with the election and all the controversy and whatnot. But for me personally, I'm turning 25. Mm-hmm. And that's a quarter century. It feels like a milestone birthday because I've heard my whole life that 25 is like the time where your brain is really pretty much fully developed. You're hitting your sort of like physical prime and you've got a small window of that prime to take advantage of. Right. And just speaking from like an athletic standpoint, I really want to maximize what I'm made of. And that's been my life goal since that since as young as I've been, yeah. it's very important to me. Yeah. But on top of that, I'm also sick of pretending to be something I'm not and trying to be, uh, basically I'm scared to be myself is, is the truth. Yeah. And it's nothing like crazy. Like it's just the fact that I make YouTube videos and it came from a place where it started, where I was purely doing it for myself, but then it became about trying to please others and I battle that all the time. I yeah. battle this game of like, okay, how do I make this so then people will like it? Yeah. And often I get caught up in that and then it just takes me into a place where I am no longer making, I'm no longer doing it for myself. It started as an art form to express myself in a way that I never had been able to before. And now it's gotten to the point where there's so much pressure on myself that I put because comments would be like, Oh my gosh, we want, I want more stuff like this. Oh, when you're going to upload again. Oh man. KT, every time he uploads, it's perfect. It's the best video I've seen. And so it's like, so yeah. I feel that pressure every time, even if it's some kid that's commenting that it doesn't even matter. It's just this pressure I feel. And yeah. honestly, that is by far the hardest part about at least my aspect of it. And I know that you felt that way about what you do. Yeah. And just overall, it, it sucks to live in fear. It, it sucks because you know you don't want to be there. You don't want to be scared. You don't want to live in that, just like you feel like a caged animal a little bit. Yeah. Like I yeah. look in the mirror or I look in the camera and I can see myself and I can see, I can see what I want to be. I can see, I can see potential. I can see like what the finished product can look like where I could be if I take certain steps. And then I also see all the stuff that's holding me back. Like I see, I see all the negativity. I see the self doubt. 
I see the fear of being myself and it happens all the time. It's like, I even will say things in a certain way to impress you, you know, like it'll be like, okay, Flemlo's got his shit together. He's on top of what he's doing. He's like good at like getting videos out consistently. He's on top of his shit. And then when we talk, you'll say that kind of stuff. And I will get into a place where I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be like, yeah, this last week I worked on a video for like every day and got nowhere. And so I just ended up doing nothing for like a week of work. It was just nothing. So it's like compared to you, that sounds like a failure. And the big issue there is that I'm comparing myself to you or comparing myself to whoever it is. Yeah. And so honestly, it's just like, it sucks. And that's, I I don't really know where to take it other than that. Like I'm just, I'm at, like I'm 20, I'm turning 25. I've accomplished a lot of great things to the outside world, but to myself, like, see, I just said that, but to myself, I don't feel like I've lived up to my potential. And I constantly battle that every day. I am hard on myself because I expect to be great. I expect to be the best of the best in whatever I do. So Mm -hmm. YouTube, it's like, I want to be the best athletics and taking like my potential from an athletic standpoint. I want to be the best. I want to have everything that I've ever wanted and I want to go get it. And when I don't have it because of myself, hold myself back then I'm ultimately just unfulfilled and disappointed. And so it's like, that's where I'm at right now. And I, and I accept it because I'm taking steps to change that. I'm like trying to be better. Like I used to, even when I'm doing well on YouTube, like two years ago, I was, I had dropped out of school to focus on YouTube. So it was like, okay, I get it. Like you're, you focus on YouTube now. It's like making you money. You're, you're doing your thing. And what ended up happening was I fell into this like deep, dark pit of like self. I don't even know what it is. Like, it's just, I ended up sleeping in every day till like one or 2 PM. And then I would get up and I would try to work on stuff, but I'd be like, ah, just, I need to get, I need to feel right first. So I would just like order food, eat like shit, play video games. And then by the time it was too late, I wouldn't do anything. And then that ended up becoming like a, the routine. And so I was not working out. I got out of shape for the first time in my life and it just got really bad. So it's sort of, I see it in my channel. Like other people probably couldn't tell, but I can like watch back videos and I can see, I can hear the person I was that I've like tried to run away from, which is like no discipline at all. And so I come from a place where I had zero discipline because I dropped out and I pretty much like just I was coasting by on what I had made so far. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I got my YouTube goal. I did, I did college track. I I'm, I'd made it in that sense. Mm-hmm. And a few months of that. And it was, it was bad. It was like the worst place ever. Like it was, I was, wasn't doing anything. I was constantly looking for stimulation in different ways and I was never happy. Yeah. And so I've been trying to take steps to change that. And I have like, I, I get up every day now at seven, And I I start, I do a morning routine. Like today I did these like exercises and I've been trying to get back into, I've talked about it before. Like I want to get back and push myself athletically because I want to do it. Like I I never, I I was so fast in high school and I was a state champion and I never beat those times in college. And so that's a personal thing that I have to go do to be satisfied. Like that's just how it is. And 
I'll let the self-doubt creep in and be like, someone will be like, oh, why don't you just like do something casual? Like just run every day. Like, like just go on a little jog and stuff. And it's like, part of me goes like, yeah, why don't I just do that? That would be easy. And then it takes over again. It's like, no, I won't be happy. I will be unsatisfied and I'll play that game that every adult dude will do and be like, what was my potential? Oh, this coach screwed me over. Oh, like I could have been great. Like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I am not going to be, I'm not going to wake up when I'm 30, when I'm 35, when I'm 40 and regret that I didn't go after it right now. Max. That I didn't maximize what I'm doing on YouTube and like just with my body, just maximizing it, becoming the man that I want to become. Yeah. I'm not going to sit down and, and just roll over and just accept that, oh, I got screwed over in this way or that way or whatever. Oh, childhood this, childhood, like, no, it's stupid. It's a game. It's, it's like a, just a mental trap that so many people fall into, including myself, that you just get stuck in and, and then you just accept it. So many people accept it. And why I look up to you so much is because I see part of like the man I want to become in you because you've got your shit together in, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways that I want to get my shit together. You know, just being on top of the business stuff, like not procrastinating, like, I will have like a video due where it's like the ad will be like, oh, we got to get it by the end of the month. And it'll be like the 30th. And I will go like no sleep, two days straight, like just like coffee all day, every day. And like get it up like with like 10 minutes to spare <laughs> and then like roll in my bed, like, like, <laughs> like anxious energy for like a day and be like, what am I doing? And that would be like every month. <laughs> That'd be every month. Yeah. And that's just how so, you cook, bro. That's how you yeah. cook, you know? So, yeah. That, I basically got off what I wanted to say. It's just that I'm sick of I'm sick of living in fear and sick of being scared of who I am. Yeah. Like, I don't want to admit it. Like, I do things that, like, I won't tell my family because I'm scared of what they'll think of me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's silly. It's like everyone has their shit. Everyone does their shit. And to pretend like we don't and to live a facade of like this, yeah, I'm doing this and like, oh yeah, I'm like this, like it's bullshit and I'm sick of it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to take the steps now and I feel like trying to admit like that kind of stuff right now is just, it'll help me move forward. It'll give like people an understanding and it'll help me know that other people go through this shit too and people will know where I'm coming from and then to move from there and just get better. So yeah. 100%, bro. Like, first off, I got to say this. You talking that shit, you know what I'm saying? That good shit. And so this is what I'm hearing, and I like this shit, bro. Let me stop crashing so much. You are, or this is from the monologue you just went on, from what I'm hearing. It sounds like you are desperate to actually live up to your potential. Yeah. And that right there is a feeling that, um, I mean, I relate to so much, bro. And it's, so I get it. I get all the passion behind it. I get like, sometimes you probably kind of beating yourself up if you're not as productive as you want to be, or if you're not as perfect as you want to be. But like, the way I see it, bro, well, first off, let me back up. So the first thing is, I think every single person deal with the whole scared to be themselves completely. You know what I'm saying? Like me, for one one of the reasons that I like doing this podcast and I like to come on here and talk with you 
is because, and I've been thinking about this lately, right? But Thanksgiving, I'm going back home to Mississippi. And I notice every time I go home, I I usually like I fall back into this like I, I catch myself playing a role basically, right? Yeah. Cause like I've changed so much. I left home when I was 16. I'm 32 now. Like it's literally I've lived the same amount of time there and away. You feel me? And so I changed so much. I even changed my speech patterns sometimes. I catch myself when I go home. Like I'll slip back into it. I'll start like cutting um like my my yours and my you know there's just certain ways that I might talk I started like just countrifying it way more or like kind of <laughs> making it sound a little bit more hood like when I go to the crib you know what I'm saying whereas you know normally I talk in this weird ass mishmash of like that's just how I speak you know <clears throat> and like when I go I go back to the crib like I feel like I'm gonna be judged because I have been you know what I'm saying and like I've seen it before like my uncle and my uncle called me uh. Uh, this, matter of fact, this is literally what he said. I said, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if I told you this before, but I was saying something about, um, I was talking about my YouTube channel. And I was like, well, I wanted to grow organically. Cause he was like, man, I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna get all my boys to, to come subscribe to your channel. I was like, yeah. well, it, uh, like, I know you, your heart in a good place, but uh, you know, if they're gonna subscribe and not watch, that's not gonna help me. You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna make me. It's gonna actually hurt my numbers more than more than anything. So I was like, hey, yeah. I'm just gonna let it go organically. I said organically, yeah. This man, like he's shriveling organically. <laughs> you went out there, you use new white people words. I was like, what? I was like, wait, it's the only white people got access to like. I'm like, this ain't even like a big word, like organic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know the Lee on it, but like, it's just um. <clears throat> I guess the these stereotypes and like these roles that that people want you to play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta kind of kind of get into those. As far as man, everything you doing, bro, I think you gotta stop beating yourself up as much. Of course, you want to improve. Obviously, everybody yeah. want to improve. You know what I'm saying? You want to come up. I want to improve, and I'm constantly trying to find something to to make better. But at the same time, what I've realized is it's a certain way I cook. It's a certain way I work. And it's not always perfect. Like, I'm not two weeks ahead of my deadlines. You know what I'm saying? You, bro, how many times have we, I hit you up on Monday morning or like Sunday night, like, bro, I forgot I had this damn sponsored video. I got to drop tomorrow. So now yeah. I got to wake up at 4 a.m. on Monday, start on my video, do the podcast, and I'm on here, eyes halfway shut because I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, all the time, but I find that a lot of times when I do that, I make some of my best content. And I bet that's probably the same situation with you. Um, it's the same situation with a lot of artists, bro. Like a lot of artists, they go, they got their rituals. You know, they lock themselves in the studio and they might record for four, five days. And it ain't to that last day that they get the the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing that actually gonna come out and be the thing. It'd be the last one. I watch so many interviews of like rappers and like whatever the hit is. Like the the song that actually pushed their album, yeah. Probably like seventy five percent of the time, I've heard them say, "Yeah, that was one of the last songs I recorded," or like that was the last song I recorded. You know what I'm saying? Like right before it was time to turn this thing in. Or I hear them like, "Yo, I turned it in," and then I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna add one more song," and it end up being the one to go. You know what I'm saying? So it happens all the time. So basically, I feel like you should be proud of your process, bro. 
Like your process is your process. And like the way you approach your stuff, see to me, when you say you want to be the best YouTuber to do what we do, I low key think you are. I don't know how you measure it. You feel me? And that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you measure it off numbers? What you, what you measure it off? You feel me? I used to measure it off numbers. Like that meant a lot to me. Yeah. I, I would have a video hit a million and it would be the reason I would be happy for however long. It was a temporary high that yeah. when it when it hits, you're up here, man. You're just like, oh my gosh. I like when when like you've hit trending, I've hit trending. And I remember hitting trending and it was like the biggest deal in the world. It's like great. I was it's like walking film. on clouds. I was like skipping down like the <laughs> the sidewalk, yeah. picking flowers. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's just uh but the negatives with that, man, is is then when a video doesn't hit, even if it was a good video. Then you just, oh man, I'm it's, not good enough. That was yeah. not good enough. And it's the worst. It is, it is a curse, man. You cannot care about numbers. Anyway, so I've changed my line of thinking. And we've talked about this so many times, just like in personal conversation. Mm -hmm. But just not focusing on numbers and focusing on the content. When I like the video that I make truthfully, it's it. Yeah. But, the, but the problem is is that I will get so deep into a process of making something where like right now, this is an example. And this is part of the reason why I'm kind of in this emotional state. Okay. It's been a month since I've uploaded a video. This is, this happens on my channel. It's not new. I will take a month sometimes. And even if the video is not like this 20 minute, perfect little documentary type thing, if it's just like an eight minute video, I thought about that video every day and when there wasn't time when I was doing other stuff, I was thinking about it. I'd go to sleep. I'd wake up, up tossing and turning, thinking about it. And the problem is, is that I get into the process far enough to where oh, I'm in this deep and it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I will watch it. I will watch part of it. And I will just be so frustrated because I'm like, this is not what my standard is. And it's not even about me. It's about what I think people want to see. Yeah. And that's where it gets to. Like yeah. I, I'm satisfied with my content a lot of the time, but sometimes it gets to the point where I'm like, I've wasted too much time with trying to come up with the perfect thing, finding the perfect music in the intro, you know, grabs you and pulls you in. I care so much about that, yeah. that eventually I just, I crumble and I can't do anything. And yeah. so right now I've been battling this video. It's like a war because there's parts of it that I love and there's parts of it that I hate. <laughs> and I go, do I just accept it and just roll it out there and put on it like that mask where I'm like, smile, like, yeah, I'm, I liked it. I hope yeah. you guys like it too. Yeah. Or do I rip down the, like, do I break the walls down and do I start a little bit from scratch again, which has Man. already happened multiple times for a little video for like a little quick video that most people will watch casually on the toilet and you know, <laughs> they'll be reading comments and they won't even watch the video and then they'll click on the next video. <laughs> That's yeah. That's the battle right there. <laughs> that is, yo, bro. It's it's crazy because I've always felt like part of that is what make your content so good. And so the question is, where the hell is the balance in that? Because here's what I do, right? I could be doing a video and <clears throat> say, um, it's rare that I'm going to scrap a video. It that it happens very rarely. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The recording might not go perfect. Every now and then I might re-record a video if it's just was terrible. Maybe I was sick 
or something like that. And I just, you know. But most of the time, even if the recording bad, I'll fix it in the edit. Uh, it still ain't perfect. Uh, let me just tighten it up as much as I can. And it's like, I almost have this, like I'm, I work ferociously, like when I start. Like I, I might procrastinate, but when I get in that shit, like I'm in there. And I'm like, at four o'clock, I'm going to play basketball. It's 2.30. I've been editing this video since seven this morning. I'm going to be done by five. I don't care what happens. And like, I will tighten and tinker and just fit and fiddle with and swap out and re-record this line. I work as hard as I possibly can on that joint until five. And I'm like, I'm done. Export. You know what I'm saying? And this is usually what happened. If I try to upload it that day, I can't do it. Like, I couldn't, I could not do it. But if I export that bitch, upload it to my channel, unlist it, and I walk away, come back the next day, and I watch it, 99.5% of the time, I'm like, it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? And then I've uploaded, and usually people think it's really good. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, like if it don't go great and you knew it wasn't your best, you know, that could that could really kind of mess with you mentally. But yeah. it's tough, bro. Cause like I'm saying all of that, but I do want to make it clear that when I do that, I do feel like a hell of a lot like more anxiety when I'm not sure about the video, especially like that first probably 12 hours. It's like, I'm just trying to do anything to take my mind off it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to keep checking it and I'm in the comments and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just trying to see what's up, but it's, uh, it's stressful, bro. So I get it. And I think you're more of a, uh, a perfectionist. Like yeah. if I had to just throw like one title, I'm probably more of like an executionist. If I had to throw one title, and um, I, I think just we, we got different um, different ways we approach it. But again, I honestly feel like a lot of that is what make your channel great. It's like it's like what you say. You you rarely do miss on the video, and I understand that. Like for you, if you keep shooting, it's like you know what I'm saying. You've been shooting jumpers. You've been shooting threes like in a game, and you're seven for seven. You know, it get to a point where you're like, damn, people only rock with me because I'm seven for seven. Okay, yeah. whew, eight for eight. Ah, do I want to take that next one? You pump fake. You know what I'm saying? Dude, show a little hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I only want to shoot a, if it's perfect. I got to be yeah. wide open or I'm not even going to take the shot because I don't want to mess up my record. So yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see it, bro. And um, I, I wish I had like a short way to, to say like how to get past it. I guess my question is, what have you been doing? To, cause I know you say you working on it. Like, what what steps have you been taking to try to get those, those uh, I guess, mental shackles off yourself? You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to do like the the kind of the the man's way of fixing problems, which is like, you know, you, you just find a way to fix it. You just, you know, you get scheduled out. You write down, you know, you write down the order of things. Okay, from it's seven funny. to eight, <laughs> I am going to. <laughs> We'll focus on the writing and then for a little quick 15 minute break. And then for another hour, I'm going to do this. And so I have like, actually, actually, I'm just going to go grab it really quick. It's literally right behind me. All right. So he's going to go and grab. Okay. So I knew it. I don't know if I knew you can it. read this. It's backwards. Great. Yeah. But it's called the process. Yeah. And I tried to start this shit because it fucking helps me. I'll just read it. This is, this is supposed to be the process. It's brainstorm ideas, decide on concept title, two, write script, 
uh, get approximate time of video length off of that. Three, practice script, record, make all checks beforehand, like make sure the recording software is not messed up. Four, import sync and edit. Five, gather all necessary clips, photos, and overlays. Six, zoned in basic edits, no music montages or wasting time. And seven is time to put that shit together. So <laughs> that is, that's supposed to be like a thing where I look at it and I don't have to think. I just follow it. it do, but does it work for you? No, the thing is it doesn't work because the way I built my shit, right, is I, I would come up with something and I would just get into like this daydream state. I was the kid in school where the teacher would be like, Garston, what are you doing? Like, I'd be like in La La Land. I'd just be like, huh, I wonder if the Browns drafted this guy, what would happen? Like, it, <laughs> that's like the way I would be in class all the time. Yeah. So with my videos, I'm like this. I'm like sitting back and I'm like, imagine some like epic music, like dun, 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 dun. like some like drums, like some war type music. And then I imagine like, I just start picturing ideas of like things and then I kind of roll with that. So I work from there. So sometimes it's like in the middle of the video. Like one example is like my Herschel Walker video. The first thing I thought of when I was making it was like this war music was like, and it's him like busting through the hole and like so fast. And he's like big and, and fast and just running people over. And it's like, and it's like runs into a guy right at the drop, like just and then it's just like, oh my gosh, what a run virus. And I can picture all of it. And so I make like this montage in my head. And so I start there. So I put it together from the middle and I work my way to the beginning and to the end. Dude, that is fascinating. So when I do the process, it doesn't work like that. Because I try to do it from the beginning to the end. And it's just like doesn't come together the same. So then it becomes too like, so today's video, we're going to discuss this guy and what his career was like. And then we will go over this. Stay tuned. Like, and as soon as I get into that, I hate it. I hate it. And I try to run away from it and I try to do something else. And then I end up like, I'll be sitting and then all of a sudden, boom, it, something will hit me. It's like an epiphany. It's like that last second thing you're talking about working on music every day. Mm -hmm. I will sit in here and I'm like, I got to get a video up by Friday and not until Wednesday night, at 10 o'clock, I'll be having a conversation with my girlfriend. And in the middle of it, I will, it'll just, something will hit. It's like a scene that I had to do with the type of music. And I instantly know the exact type of vibe I want to get. So I go with that. And then I build it all from that one song and I will find, it'll be like, sometimes it's a chill, like, like storytelling vibe. Sometimes it's like a harsh, intense, like heavy bass type of vibe. Sometimes it's like that war music I'm talking about. Sometimes it's scary, suspenseful, like, oh shit, this guy was, this guy, you didn't mess with this guy. It's like, it shows him like do something crazy or it's like a news report. Like yeah, today, you know, we found out this and it's like shows like the, the damaged building or something like this, the tornado hit this place. It's like, no, 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 no. And that's how I build things. It just yeah. is like weird. And yeah, I don't know how it works. It's like, it's like abstract art that you can't tell. It's like looking in the, the blur and then you can see something and you're like, oh, I can see yeah. that it's still blurry, but I can see this part. So I'll just work from there. And it's like slowly pulling back the, the paper, you know, or whatever, the shadow. And then it comes together. And when it comes together, it's like how I wanted it a lot of the times. And then boom, that's it. So, yeah. Okay. That is incredibly interesting. It's, for one, 
is because I can't. I'm not gonna move my camera. Yeah, they probably yeah. can't see it. But yeah, I got that same board over here on my wall, um, with the same. I literally have written up there right now. Thursday, record Matt Jones video. Four thirty stopping point. Friday, Saturday, edit, upload. You know what I mean? Now, it's so interesting you talking about your process, bro. I just think that shit is, is dope for one. And it's fascinating. Like, it's it's cool as hell. Like, my process is, it's, it's different, but there are some similarities. For one, do I even want to drop this bombshell? Maybe not. I don't know. I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> I'll get to it in a minute. But when I start my videos, the first thing I do, obviously, is the research now for me it's a little bit different than i think kind of the trap that you've fallen into i've been there before but i've gotten back out of it and that was me trying to do stuff i thought people wanted to see yeah because that's worked for me in the past and i know it's worked for you yeah. if you guess like ah, people probably like this do it two million views and then so you get that feedback loop that's like okay that's what you need to do but when i just think of a random topic that i want to talk about the video always better. Like it's always better. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get to reading all these articles and I watch all these old videos. I find every video, like every interview the dude did, depends on who it is. Like if it's Jay Cutler, obviously I can't watch every video. So I'll just pick like a few main ones, like four of them. Find like a podcast, something like that, that he was on. Listen to the whole joint. Now, because we being honest and we just saying who we are at this point and we don't want to be scared of that, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm like high as shit the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I smoke through the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I don't really talk about because it's not something I necessarily want to promote. Yeah. You feel me? Although it's it doesn't add any negativity to my life. But again, I work from home. I'm a creative. I'm in a studio. Well, you know, in a room, a yeah, makeshift your studio. studio. So, you know. And I'm, I'm doing this creative work. And what it allowed me to do is really get into the life of that person. That's what I'm really trying to do, like in the yeah. What Happened To video. I'm trying to almost see how this person thinks, like see how they're wired. That's why, and I think I've been doing this to a fault. I've been spending too much time, I want to say, in like childhoods and stuff. But I, I spent a lot of time researching that stuff. And I used to just, I'll probably write it in two lines in the actual video. But I'll be wanting to know that because it kind of informed you, I feel like, and some of the decisions and stuff that they might make throughout the course of their career, or at least give you an idea. So I can yeah. have a theory as to what type of person this is at the core and why they probably made this decision. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I can offer whatever insight I might have into that. You feel me? So I take in all of that media, all these old articles. Man, the old articles are gold. Like, if you read the whole article, it'll probably be three pages of filler, but it's probably three or four sentences in there that will tell you so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could be like one little line or like one quote dude had, or maybe some his coach said about him in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like just some small little nugget. And I can use that one sentence for like probably five minutes of the video. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll probably have a callback to that same thing at the end of the video to tie it together. You know what I'm saying? So I do that. I get in my zone. I do the research first. I write out their life in order. Like they, they football life. I try to focus on the football stuff other than like major, major events that might be non-football related. I might throw that in. Um, I do that first. 
And then I go back over it and any random fun facts I might have found, right? I piece it. Uh, let me put that here. Uh, let me slide that. Uh. Then when I start recording the video, um, I mean, I have a script, but as I'm saying the stuff out loud, it triggered emotions, right? So then that's why I go on my long ass rants. That's why the videos usually end up being so long because most of the stuff is not actually scripted. It's like, I just said, I don't know, man, something about this dude's grandma teach him how to dance. And that just made me think of this whole other, you know what I mean? I, I can't even really describe it, but it's just like having a conversation with the audience basically. Yeah. So I just let that flow. You know, a lot of it get cut out and edited. Some of it I keep. And I kind of go through it like that. And once it's all on camera, I feel like at that point, it's nothing. It's like not a good piece of content, but they edit, bring it together. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I probably got an hour worth these days, probably 45 to 50 minutes worth of stuff recorded. I'm about to chop that joint down to 16 tight minutes. And then, you know, maybe if it's something I forgot or I'm like, ooh, I could have tied this thread together. I forgot. I might go yeah. back and, you know what I'm saying, and just do it like that, just depending on how tight my pen was that day. If my pen was on point, I ain't got to do that. I could just flow yeah. straight through because I hit everything the first time. But so this is a long, painstaking process. It's a long process. And it requires, like, time and space. And, like, I can't be rushed. I can't be, you know what I'm saying? But I can give myself a deadline and for some reason, I can work within that because as long as I, this is the weird thing about it. If I, I have to like go to sleep the night before knowing, right? Like I got to know tomorrow is one of them days. Like, you know, I'm going to be in the, I'm going to be in the, in the, in the booth all day. So I wake up, it's on my mind, you know what I'm saying? I light up, I make my coffee and I'm just in my zone. You know, I see the kid off and once he's gone, wife moving around doing her thing, I lock myself in his room. And yeah. I just go in, bro. And, you know, results may vary, but <laughs> a lot of times it'll come out and it's uh, it'll be a piece of work that I'm super proud of. Now, the one thing I've been trying to do lately is every single time I upload the video before I publish it, right? Once I schedule it, I stop thinking about it immediately. I Immediately, okay, what's next? And yeah. not in an obsessive chase the numbers type of way, but more in a don't pay attention to these numbers type of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Let's just, let's focus our attention on the next video. And yeah. then this video will do whatever it is that it does. And that way I'll drive myself absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, it's interesting because I, I, my, my friend was over cause we had like a Halloween get together mm -hmm. and he was like, he's like a friend where he watches my stuff, but he doesn't really, he doesn't listen to the podcast as much. So he, he doesn't know that we work together, but he's like, yeah, man, I was watching this other YouTuber. He's kind of like you is this black dude where he's telling the story. He's like storytelling. And then he pops in and out. And the way he tells it, it's different than you, but it's good too. And, yeah. uh, and it was funny just because it's true. <laughs> there yeah. is a totally different vibe between our types of videos. Yeah. Y you have a much more personal relationship with the audience because of the way you tell it. And I'm not even good enough with words to describe how that is. It's just that there is like a, it feels like you're connected to that player. Like you just like know how to connect them to the audience and you know how to connect through them. It's like, you're like the uh, medium. 
And it's just, I think that's like your biggest skill. I think that's your best skill. And then really close behind that is your ability to like lock in and just like, okay, I'm going to dedicate these three days and that's my main focus. And even if it doesn't work perfectly, it's still like the discipline there is really like people, people who work and they have to go to jobs. It's like, they talk about like, oh, you don't have to work as many hours as me. It's like, listen, I could sit here based on like however much I'm making and not do anything, like not do anything. I could like lay in bed and then go on a walk and then like, uh, you know, run around with a dog and cat and then go to bed. Yeah. If I really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's just, that's no discipline. But when you have to go to work and I'm not trying to knock on people who have to go to work, it's just that like, it's not coming from, it's like, it's like going to school. It's like you have to go to school or else like you're really like messing up if you're not. But with YouTube, it's like, you don't have to, it's like, no one's telling you to upload. (laughs) No one's telling me to upload. It doesn't, there's like no effect if we do or don't like, it's just like if we decide to or not. And that discipline's really tough, man. And I think that you've got it down really well for like however you do things because you upload very frequently and their quality. Like you said, you jam pack information. It's not like 18 minutes where you're wasting. It's like a five minute intro where you're like telling the audience like things that you're going to talk about. It's like, yeah, you get, it's like action packed. It's like stat sheet stuffed, you know? And yeah, I think that's awesome. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Bro, like you saying that made me think, bro. I had this, and it's, whatever, let me just tell it. I had this, I did an interview, right? And I'm never going to air this interview. All right? I, I don't think so. And I don't even know how much I want to give away because I don't want, I'll just say, I did an interview with a person who is definitely ha- have a lot more, they're of a much higher status than me. But we just had so many disagreements, like during the whole thing. And one of the things we disagreed about was he was saying that, oh, yeah, it's easy, man. Like, everybody could be their own boss. And I was like, eh, well, I, I think that's false. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not true. It doesn't even make any sense to me. Because yeah. I'm like, people are wired completely differently. It's not, ain't nothing wrong with it. But yeah. it's like, you got to understand, like, a person like me, I did terribly in a structured environment when somebody else told me when I had to do something. When I had to yeah. clock in at a certain time, clock out, I was I was not a good employee. I yeah. mean, I was in sales, so I sold a lot of stuff. So that made me a good employee. But like yeah. I ain't followed none of the rules. They just didn't care because I was making the store of money. You see what I'm saying? But so I'm a person that is like I'm self-motivated. I like to do stuff on my own time. You know, and that might be any weird time. So if I want to get up at 6.30, if I got energy, I'll just work and be done by 11 a.m. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just have the rest of the day. And people will see, oh, man, you, you just parlay, do whatever you want. I'm like, well, you know what I'm saying? Set <laughs> I, myself up. Hey, exactly. Like, I got up at a certain time. And when I say I'm working from, you know this, if I'm working from 6.30 to 11, I'm working from yeah, six. Like, I'm in. not bullshit. I'm not wasting time. I go fast. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm moving and getting as much done as possible in that time. And a huge reason is because I want my free time back on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a big thing for me. Yeah. It's a big motivating yeah. factor. 
So if I drag this process on all day, you know what I'm saying? I'm just wasting, I'm wasting my own time. So, and we could go somewhere else with this, but I'm just, I'm thinking about it because this is something that I talk about with people all the time is one, be honest with yourself, right? And two, you have to really learn yourself. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they're more extroverted by nature. And in my opinion, the only way you can really learn yourself is to be by yourself. Like you got to spend time by yourself to really know what you like, how you're wired. Because if you just by yourself for three days and you were super motivated in three days, you'll think I'm a super motivated person. Well, it's like, look, yeah. let's wait this out through the whole year. Right. Because yeah. a lot of people look at me and say, hey, Flumo is a positive, motivated guy. Overall, I would probably agree. But I'd be wanting them to understand that probably throughout 12 months of the year, that's probably one to three months, like not at the same time, but, you know, just randomly where I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I might be depressed or I might be frustrated and which will yeah. cause me to be a lot more negative. I'm lashing out more. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a person. You feel yeah. me? And, but <clears throat> I know what I do is I say, okay, how did I get to this place? How did I get depressed like this? What happened? What did I do? What did I not do? What did I stop doing? What was I doing when I was happy? What was I, you know what I'm saying? And I would literally sit down, I would write that shit out. And um, I'll try my best to just do more. It's so simple, really. You know, do more of the shit I was doing when I was happy, do less of the stuff I was doing when I was unhappy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's helped me shrink that three months down to maybe one month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A total of 30 days. Yeah. And, and you just do, do better that way. And I think if people can learn themselves, bro, they'll really, they can tailor their goals is, is what I'm trying to get to, right? So this yeah. YouTube thing was a goal for me specifically because of the type of person that I learned that I am. And I yeah. knew this would work well for a person like me. But if you're an extroverted person sitting in a room all day by yourself might sound like torture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that might be a terrible thing. So you just really got to know you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And move in that direction. My bad. You Our, should say something? Well, first of all, apologies for the light. It went out, but we'll brighten it up, whatever. Anyways, our biggest similarity is what you were just talking about. You doing you the way that you need to. You don't work within someone else's structure. When you're being told what to do, okay, you got to like just relate to sports. You got to play this way. Like, okay, you're going to do this exactly. Yeah. And it's like, bro, that's not me. Right. And it's just exactly what you were saying. I'm a very impulsive person. It yeah. is. Yeah, and I've told you plenty of times. And it's like, I will be like sitting here, like working on a video and writing. I'm like at 8 a.m. I'm like, I've been, a, I'm going to work today, but I just not feeling it. And boom, at 8.15, it hits me. I could go play a round of golf today. I go play a round of golf for four hours by myself. I feel great. And then I come back and I work on a video and I work till like 10 PM. It's just so random. Like sometimes it's that happens. So unbelievable. We are so similar, bro. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I'm just like that. This is one of the reasons I like being by myself is yeah. because I'm, I am impulsive. So I jump, like I might be watching like some deep sports film breakdown while simultaneously, then I might just pause that and go watch a 50 minute video essay on One Piece, which is an anime, right? Yeah. I might watch that. Then I might watch a workout video, go to the gym, lift weights with the, the, the damn meatheads, then go to the court, 
hoop with all the slender kids that's out there yeah. doing their thing. And I'm just all over the place. And yeah. I might do this activity for eight hours. I might do it for eight minutes and get bored and switch. But when you with like in a group or you with other people, you're like trapped. And like yeah. I know that's a dramatic way of thinking of it, yeah. but like I'm trapped in this activity and I'm no longer interested in it. I want to move on, but it's rude. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Yo, you just got here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people take offense to that. And so it's just, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's so funny. I it felt like if I just told my days how they went, people would be like, there's something wrong with this guy. Like what, <laughs> what kind of, there's no structure. The only structure I get is that I try to get up every day at the same time at seven okay. o'clock. That's something. That's and, a good start. And I have a little bit of a morning routine that I try to follow, but by about eight 30, sometimes it's like, I don't even know where that day's going. Like, I don't know if this is going to be a super productive business day or if I'm cleaning out the garage and then going to watch cars drive by on the road for an hour. I don't know. I'll just <laughs> randomly do that stuff, but I didn't yeah. even know. And uh, it's just, it's just funny. I'm thinking about sports right now. And just like the impulsive thing, whenever I played in systems where it was free range, like, okay, Karsten, we're going to do this specific type of offense. And it's very structured. I would struggle. Like, I'm just like, not good. I'm like, okay, robotic, like, you know, doing my, doing the pivot foot pass, go set it. Like, all this stuff, but my basketball team would always run this like super fast pace, like setting, like running around. Like I'd be like the guy that's on the baseline, just running around and I would just run people dead. Cause I was so energetic, but we would just get on fast breaks and just sprint up and down. And that was like, if you get me in that, I can play with anyone. I can play with anyone, yeah. but you yeah. get me in like half court sets where we're running perfectly structured offenses. I can't make a jump shot. I'm not good. I lose that flow sense. And I'll be like the guy who, passes it to you it gets stolen easily every time but you get me in like that fast break chaotic like you know hairs flying around i like getting knocked over sliding into the wall like that's you <laughs> yeah. get me there and yeah. i will be the best i'll be the best <laughs> it's it's just funny it's man, just funny I used how to hate something in basketball bro you saying that made me think about it my coach to run this play called blue and this is play that you know, I line, I'm a wing player, so I line up on the wing. It's a bunch of picks, and it's like three, four, five options deep. Like, once you run through, if the first thing don't work, it'll keep going. And we would practice that, which I understood. That made sense to me. And, I, you know, so I just go through the play because I thought I, under, I thought I understood this perfectly. I was like, obviously, coach just wants us to run through this so we understand every possibility in this play. But in the game... When I run through the screen, I get the ball. If I got space, I'm going to shoot it. Because the whole point of the play is to get a good look, right? Wrong. I got cursed out so many times, bro, for not running the play. Run the play, flip. I'm like, I'm fucking open. <laughs> or like the dude will be like, blue, blue. I'm like, bro, they're not checking me right now. Yeah. I'm not running blue. Throw the ball to the wing. I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Like, And I feel like... Um, if you don't have, especially in sports, if you don't have a coach that is smart enough, I, I feel like I'm calling my coach dumb. It's, it's not. If you don't have a coach that's smart enough to like understand like why they're doing it, you feel what I'm saying? Like I don't even yeah. think he, they understand why they're doing it. Like he yeah. never got it, and so I never got it. And I'm a dude that needs to understand. Yeah. And if it don't make sense, 
it's just gonna confuse me. I can't just do it just because you said do it. Like I can't. Yeah. Like I'm not even capable of it. It, yeah. it have to make sense. You gotta make it make sense to me, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I think it's a, it's a just adaptability overall. Yeah. yeah. I think coaches just specifically can be great at what they know, but as soon as you get a bunch of like me and yous. Or it's like, okay, we see something that to exploit. We'll just keep taking advantage of that really quick. But they're like, no, no, no. We got to stick to our thing. And if we just get good at what we do, then we'll be unbeatable. It's like, okay, well, your philosophy is correct, possibly in a way. But if you got players who can read certain things and take advantage of things, it's like, just let them do them and then still play within some sort within, of structure. Yeah, but you can do that within the structure of the offense. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then once they start taking this away, which they will, yeah, then we can run blue. And it's going to work, actually, because now they're checking me a certain way. So when the screen come, the dude know, oh, this is Shooter. He's face guarding me at this point. I yeah. can easily set up the screen versus if he's in a zone, we running blue. I'm like, bro, we're running pick and roll. We're running like, you know, all these pick yeah. plays. They're in the damn zone. Yeah. Why are we doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And so... <clears throat> I definitely have like a huge, a huge problem with that, man. That shit is crazy. And I feel I like th- most of most of life feel like that to me. It's just a bunch of rules and shit that don't make any sense. And if they made some sense, you know, yeah. I could get with it. But if it don't make sense, can't get with it, bro. <laughs> You're making me think, man. Part of like the whole like I I had like the little rant earlier. It was funny because I look at how naive I've been and am just overall, what happens is there's so many rules that we have. And I agree. There's so many rules that don't make sense, but I have been like the guy who's like tunnel vision where it's just like, I'm just going to follow these and I'm not even going to think about them. Like, yeah. Carson, why do you do this? Oh, well they say like, it'll be like jaywalking. There's no cars within a mile each way. I won't even walk across the street. Yeah. And they'll be like, dude, it's like <laughs> 20 feet. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, the, the law says, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, dude, and then I'll cross. But for that first, like if I was by myself, I wouldn't have like, why, why? it doesn't even make sense, but it's like, a, it's like a learned behavior that you never correct. So you have a, like I had a, I have a learned behavior where I don't question things the way they are. Sometimes it's personal. Like I'll do stupid stuff. Like I won't be on top of certain things. Like I'll be like, okay, I got to do uh I got to do yard work today and then I don't do it. And then I don't think about it. Cause then I just like get zoned in and I'm like, Oh, well that's just how I am. And then I just don't do it. And then it continues like that. And yeah. then it's like, Oh, well that's just the way I am. I, you know, I forget that's okay. And yeah, it's just, it's silly to think like that. I get too hard on myself, but I also let myself have that kind of, Oh, you know, all humans have flaws. You do this and that. So you know, you're good. Just, yeah. you'll get, you'll get it done tomorrow. And I yeah. think that's my biggest thing is that pushing everything to tomorrow until I have like a list of like a thousand things that I'm supposed to be get done tomorrow. And I go, Oh man, I'm not going to get to those things. I just won't do any of them. Yeah. And that's my, I think it's, just, it's, it's funny. It's also just see, sometimes I can like laugh about that stuff. Yeah. Cause we're having a good conversation, Yeah. but sometimes I'll get in my own zone where I will think about that stuff and then it'll make me anxious. So I'll be like, I'll do a nice little night routine. I'll play some very relaxing music and I will relax myself. I'll get in bed and I'm comfy and I'm about to fall asleep. And then one thing will hit me. It'll be like something I'm, I'm supposed to do. It'll be like, oh, you forgot to make this payment at this time. 
And it just like, boom, eyes open. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I'm in a straight jacket and I can't break out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like no sleep that night, yeah. no sleep that night. And if I don't get up and do something, I will not sleep. Yeah. And that happens almost every night. It's not like, it's, okay. it's, it's little things. That's the it's thing. Just, That's the thing, bro. Because I feel similar. Again, I'm, I'm so similar. And I was thinking about this when you was talking. Because I'm, I'm kind of, fuck it. I'm obsessive as hell. Like, I'm <laughs> super obsessive, right? And so, if I know I got a video that have to be done. I really can't rest mentally, right? Like if it's a Monday and I'm like, bro, I got a video due Wednesday. If I don't start working on that shit on Monday, I'm going to think about it all Monday. It's going to drain me mentally anyway. Yeah. And yeah. like you saying. So, and like uh, Nip said, Nipsey Hussle, he said, uh, got to dot my eyes and cry my T's. I can't sleep well. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, just real talk. <laughs> like I yeah. feel the exact same way. Therefore, I try to make sure like, that's why when I'm like, yo, I'm banging this video out today. And you're like, how this crazy motherfucker? Like, he can just will himself to do it. It's because yeah. I know the way I feel right now, all anxious about it. I'm yeah. going to feel like that until it's done. So I can feel like that Monday and Tuesday, or I can feel like that all week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so instead of me feeling like that all week, let me just jump on this now and just grind this video out and, you know, just yeah. coffee up, just caffeine up. I'm sleepy, whatever. Who cares? And just get it done. And then once it's done, I can. Well, not yet, but once it's done, and then I make the thumbnail, and then I post it, and then I make sure that YouTube didn't demonetize it, and make sure it doesn't get copyright struck, and make sure that the top comment is not like, "Hey, Flim, you suck" or something like that. Once I do all that, then I can, and I can just chill for a bit until three, four days later. When it's time to start working on the next video. Yeah. You know yeah, dude. It's funny because that's exactly how my process has been in ways where it just becomes like, I got to get it done. And it's like a crazy spike of, of pr productivity for a certain amount of time and then dies off. Yeah. And I think my issue with it is it's been unhealthy at times to where I feel like I start to get it to the, where I know it's going to get like that. And I almost, it's like that fear thing I talked about earlier. It's like, I see that mountain that I got to climb and I just will like keep pushing it back instead of just like starting to climb up it and then go. Cause it's easy once you're going, but yeah. you just look at that mountain and you're like, Oh, I don't want to climb it. I don't want to climb it. Cause you know what it's like. I'm just like going to go this way. When you're in the middle, you like midway and you tired as shit, yeah. but you can't go back. Yeah. Like you know yeah. what that's like. So it, it gets hard. It's hard to start, bro. It's damn so hard to start because you just know once you get this going, it ain't no going back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like jogging, right? You know what I'm saying? If you jog yeah. two miles from your house, that's great. And now you got to jog two miles back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, Dude, Shit. I've worked myself so stressed up that I've made myself sick. Damn. And I got to, it's, it's hilarious now, but at the time it was, it was like traumatic. But New Year's Eve, <laughs> 2018, I was working on a video that I had to get up in December. It was, it was uh, like four o'clock in the afternoon. I was like halfway through the video. It had at least like eight hours left of work in my mind, eight yeah. to 12 hours. And I, I had eight hours till midnight. Yeah. I was on the floor in the bathroom puking. I called Cade. Oh, I, remember I called this. Cade on the phone and yeah. I was like holding myself. And I'm like over the toilet. And I'm like, Hey man, 
is there any way we can push this push this ad back to January? I know I said I was going to have it done a few days ago, but you know, I am throwing up and he's like he basically came to he's like, "Dude, we told them you were getting it up today. It's got to go up today." And it's like because it's like especially it's a different year in January. <laughs> You got to get that dust. So I was sick with like a trash can next to my computer. And I went, it was like, I got into like this, like I crossed over into like a different dimension because I was so sick, but I was so focused. I was, and it was like six hours of the zone. Like it was, it was, it was not the zone. It was like a dead zone where I was like half dead, half in the zone. And I just got it done. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember the whole New Year's Day just like laying in bed, like staring and blank and just nothing for like all day. Damn. It was, it was crazy. Dude, but it, it was all self-induced because it was like I didn't want to climb up that hill because I started feeling sick, started feeling sick the days before. And I was like, ah. Oh. And instead, like, oh, <laughs> it's just funny to think back because it's like that when you know you only have three, you got three days. It's going to take you those three days. Yeah. I would wait till the last day when I had when I needed three days, and then it would be like the zone how the times hell infinity. Did you sleep on day two? Like I have no idea how you. I didn't slept sleep. On day no, two. dude. It's like I I would go to bed at like three or four in the morning, and I would just like it's just like bloodshot eyes like rolling around, and then like wake up at like seven and just go, and yeah, that was what I had to change. That's why I tried to totally change my thing, and it's it's been a year of like healthy habits. Like I eat three meals a day. Now I used to not eat breakfast. I used to drink soda religiously. I don't drink soda anymore. You know, all these little things I used to not work out at all. Now I have like a little thing that I'm doing where I'm starting to get to work towards. So I'm in much better shape than I was. So it's just, it was all the little things that had changed. Still the creative process itself is like tough, but all the stuff around it, fixing it, it's like a flower garden around me now, instead of like, like these trench warfare of like, oh, you got to go in there and, you know, get diseased if you want to get this video done because <laughs> you're unhealthy. You wait to the last minute and you don't feel good. So hey, have you ever done a video and been like, oh, this is going to suck. This is just the worst. It's going to be the hardest. Oh, shit, I'm done. Huh? It wasn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever done that? Dude, that's that's part of the reason why sometimes a video will take a week longer because I will build up for like a few days where I'm like, oh man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then as soon as I start and as soon as it gets rolling, it's like, it's like the blocks fall into place. It's like the dominoes start falling and it becomes easy. Yeah. But somebody saw you in that moment, like where it becomes easy, like what you, cause like I'll be in here, bro. I'll be laughing out loud. Like I'm in here. (laughs) Oh, that's clever. That's boom. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm flowing. I'm almost like my little beat playing in the background. I'm bouncing yeah. to it. Like I'm dancing. And yeah. when I get in that zone, it's easy. Yeah. But it's like, it's involuntary. So yeah. it's it's very difficult or it can be difficult at times to get into that bag. But if you get in that bag, video just flow. It's like it almost make itself. Dude, I get into this kind of, uh, before the storm mentality where I battle myself. It's like the war. It's like, there's two sides to me. There's the side that wants to be productive. Like, all right, Karsten, we're going to get this shit. You're going to get this shit done. We're going to be able to relax, do whatever. And then the other side is like, 
I'm, I don't want to, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to do this shit. And those two will be battling. And the way that you see it is I'll be pacing like a motherfucker down my halls, listening to like music loud, just like pacing back and forth. And I'll be like trying to get myself amped where it's just like that energy crosses over and it becomes like this perfect streamline of like forward and yeah. boom, if I can get into that, it's like, I'm looking through it. If I can just dive in and just accept the reality it's like, I've done some, spe- I mean, I edited a video on Christmas Eve at my grandma's house where everyone was hanging out and I was so convinced that I had to upload on Christmas day <laughs> that I, I edited all Christmas Eve. It was stupid thinking about it. I shouldn't have done it, <laughs> but I spent the whole, cause I'm like a huge Christmas geek. I love Christmas. I'm like all about like, I'll set up December 1st. I'll set up decorations. So it's like, I love oh, wow. Christmas. Christmas okay. comes first you wanted, was in gonna... December. Yeah. 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 Yeah, wearing ugly sweaters and everything. December 24th, I worked like all night and it was like 5 a.m. before I finished on Christmas morning. I worked on a video because I was like, I I gotta get this. And I was, but I was zoned, man. It was like, you look at me, you'd think I was on Adderall and I wasn't. I'll do that, but I only do it because I like, I don't care about holidays past uh, my son, my wife, you know, and my, like just family in general. Because, yeah. you know, I know holidays mean a lot to people. F- to me, for some reason, and this is part of like my, this is like the dumb part of my personality. It's like somebody saying, yo, you eat turkey on this day. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, what if I don't want turkey that day? But St. Patrick's Day, you got to get drunk. Uh, what if I don't want to drink? You feel me? I just want to yeah. do what I, whatever I want to do. And yeah. a lot of times it don't line up with the with the holiday and like nine times out of ten it don't and so i'm usually out of sorts so i am the dude like i spent christmases by myself just voluntarily this is before my son was born and i just wanted to try it because i was like i don't think i'd care this is when i lived in baton rouge i could have easily went home my girl went home um she you know she lived in shreveport and i just stayed in baton rouge at the apartment i um i had bought some eggnog i had some jack daniels i watched like I watched like a couple Christmas, like old cartoons I used to watch and I played video games pretty much the whole day. I was like, yo, this wasn't a bad Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was straight for me. Like I was like, I just wasn't bad at hearing, all. Hearing you say that, like it, like the little kid in me, it's like the heart just shut up, it breaks. It just like breaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that's what's so funny. We're so similar in so many ways. But then when it comes to like this kind of stuff, it's like we're we're opposite in a lot of ways. Like yeah. the passion I can feel for things. Like you say you like to watch the game, you like think like a coach. Yeah. Either like, okay, I see what they're doing. And you're yeah. kinda ah oh, man. That's how I watch That's it. like uh, you are. Me, I'm like losing my shit. And even like we were at the Saints game when they got the PI call. Yeah. I was so mad. I was so pissed. And I have no ties. It was like we were watching that game casually and then the PI happened and I if you remember, I lost my shit. Yeah, I, was I remember. So upset. And I thought about that for like a week. I remember being on like Instagram and people would talk about it. I'm like, yeah, that was such bullshit. This is the worst. And well, I was pissed. It was it was bullshit. I made a video about it. I made a yeah. video about those rep the I referees made in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened to these reps? Because yeah. they had they all had like LA ties and I went back and found like I was, yeah. but, you know, it was just interesting to me. But yeah, it definitely didn't have the effect on me that it had on you. Like I can I, lose my shit watching a game, but like you say, it probably is more like a coach. Like if a coach will get pissed off because you missed the easiest block of all time and he loses his shit, like I'll lose yeah. my shit over stuff like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. It's just weird. I think part of the reason why my channel is successful too is because I can take a moment that I've done a video on like my most successful video ever is, is bottle gate. Yeah. Uh, talking about the bottles getting thrown on the field. Yeah. And it's like, that's an example that it's like, I watch the, however, the uncut clip of that. And I get into, it, I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, pissed. I'm like, pissed. I want to be there. I want to like, if I had a time machine, I would go back to some of these epic moments and experience them just to be like in that, like craziness. I'm just like upset. Yeah. I'm like upset for no, I don't even know why, but it's not even upset. It's like I'm amped too. Yeah. Like I'll watch uh, Virginia Tech walking out on the football field pregame and they'll be playing Enter Sandman, you know, Metallica, that kind of hard rock. Dun, 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 dun. And I will see the fans and I'll get such, uh, you know, the hair will stand up on my neck and I'm like pissed. I'm like in my room just like yelling and like smacking my chest, you know, like beating my chest yeah. and like ready to break stuff because I'm so amped. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I can feel things. It's like, it's like my, I don't know. I'm not going to call it superhero power. It's that's ridiculous, but it's one of my gifts where I connect to something so passionately that I've done with football. I'm like, I, I saw Leonard Fournette run over a guy. Yeah. I saw Leonard Fournette run over a guy in the Auburn game and I was so pumped. I want, I made, I made a video about it and that's how my, stand, my channel started. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was so pumped. I was like, who is the, what is that? What is this? And then I'd find <laughs> stories where I'd be reading it, like getting, you know, the chills. And I could do that from reading stories and seeing things. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes for me to get there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that I have that. I mean, I feel it negatively too. Like someone no, could tell course. a sad story. That's what happened like, with Superpower. You could be like, you could tell me the saddest story, like something that happened to you. And I'd be like heartbroken. I'd be I, like, see, I'd be yeah. torn up. Yeah. So. Same. Not, not exactly the same though. Yeah. Like, super strong empathy, like way too strong. And I think, again, I think that's why I'm able to do what I do, but it's more with people. It's not the moments as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, I feel what you're saying. And I think I do feel that to an extent in those moments, but it's more with a person to me. And I think it's just because when I see people, like, if I go and read Josh Gordon's story, like, as I go through it, I could just. I can't, well, not even I can. Like, I can't not see myself in that situation. Yeah. And think, like, what would I have done? You know, I'd have been fucked. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would have got hooked is what I would have yeah. done. It's like, because there's no way really around it. If this is if this would have happened to me when I was 13, bro, like, I didn't know. I would have been straight into that. And by the time I was a functioning adult, it would have been too late because I was already hooked. You know? And then I started thinking about, like, my, my younger brother has been in a lot of trouble. My cousins have been like people that I know and I know like their character, like at the core of them, you know what I'm saying? Like I know they're good people, but they've done a lot of dumb shit and got in trouble a lot. And so when I go through these stories, like I can't help but like connect to it. And it pisses me off because people are always like everybody trolling, everybody joking about every goddamn yeah. thing. And it's just like, bruh, at the end of the day, these people and look the jokes is funny i laugh at them shits all the time but it's just like it come a point where it's like if i'm gonna choose to put something out like a piece of content out and i ain't just laughing with my with my boys then i'm gonna try to put something out that is respectful you know what yeah. i'm saying to the person you know or respectful <laughs> to to their family or try to see it from their side yeah so that people could get like a better like a better view of it and it sucks because earlier this year so we was talking about 
you know, I have my one to three months where I'm just down. Earlier this year, like when all the when the pandemic first happened, all of the the marches, everything was going down, bro. That shit was killing me because yeah. the I have to avoid that stuff. Like I don't watch none of that shit because the empathy it 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 turns it like betrays you in the moments because you really feel like that shit happened to you and yeah. you can't like turn it off and it's so damn draining, it's so depressing, and so I feel exactly what you're saying. Is I said all that to say. It's like a superpower on one hand, but you know, kryptonite on the other hand. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just it gives it gives and it takes. You know. I just remembered something I wanted to tell you when you were talking about dealing with this with sadness, and I felt it was important to say because I understand where you're what you're saying about the sadness thing, and one of the things that I've realized about it is when I allow that sadness to sit with me and I, I just like, I don't push it away. Like I don't go on like, Oh, I could avoid it by watching videos or I could avoid it by going to do something else. Like finding ways to stimulate myself to avoid it. That just never works. It like makes me hollow. Like I can feel so, I feel so empty after time of doing that. It just, it's like, I'm holding up the bullshit. I'm like holding that up. And until I deal with it, it's going to be there. For sure. And so, so what I'm starting to learn is that when I just sit with it, like I will take these meditation type sessions with myself where I will sit on the ground with no stimulation for like an hour and I'll just sit there. And if I get sad, then I get sad and I will sit with it. And the important part about it is I realize stuff about myself all the time. Like I, I start to figure out things. I go like, okay, I understand why I do this. Okay. I, I know why I do this a little bit better than before. It's like, mm-hmm. I see a little yep. bit more and it makes me feel better. Like it, it yeah. helps me actually feel better more than just constantly stimulating myself in some way. And that's part of the reason why I've kind of got off social media. Like I talked about it before I'm off Twitter now for during the Browns games because yeah. I can actually enjoy the game, the ups and downs, getting upset, getting excited about a play. And I yeah. don't have to worry about it and think about that extra little thing. It's like some people like that. Maybe it engages them more. Fine. It's just for me. That's just, it doesn't work. It, yeah. it, it makes, it takes me away from that experience. And overall, that's how social media was for me in general. So I'm, I've just started to remove myself from that world and get, and to be like, okay, I'm going to be Karsten. I'm going to focus on Karsten and I'm going to become the best Karsten I can be. And yeah. I'm going to rep represent myself in that way. Like, yeah. I just want to move towards that. I don't want to do it to please other people. I don't want to do it. So my family, like they see, oh, he's doing well. Like, no, I want to do it for me. And then that stuff will just happen. Like, it doesn't matter. That stuff doesn't matter. It's just the outside. The only thing that matters is where I get myself, how I help myself, and then how I help other people after I figure out that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I agree, man. Like I do something similar. Like, so, okay. I try, first off, I do try to avoid anything that is going to make me sad. But if I get in that state, what I do is I will, so I suppress it generally around my family. I'm the, I'm the man of my house. I don't, I don't want them to see me like that. I'll come in here by myself and I lean into it. So if I'm sad, I'll lean into, I, I, I'm still rocking with uh, stimulus most of the time which yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's if I'm feeling sad, I watch sad stimulus. Like, I, let me just feel this shit. Let me just yeah. go into it. You know what I'm saying? I'll yeah. go all the way into it and I'll I'll write it on my board. 
Wednesday, Thursday, be sad. God damn it. Like, I literally, <laughs> hey, be sad, bro. Like, take your time. I'm off this week. I ain't doing no videos. I'm going to sit in here and be sad the next two days. Friday, I'm getting my ass out the house. I'm going to go get a haircut. You feel me? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to probably still be sad, but I'm going to move. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to move. And then come next week, I'm going to see how I feel. If I yeah. feel better Monday, I might say, all right, I'm about to get back in the lab. If I'm like, ah, I might be like, okay, well, I feel good enough to do like a little post on my thing to say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to take... I'm gonna be off for this week. I'm gonna holler at y'all the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll just, I'll kind of look at it like that. But the good thing about, once again, the good thing about like when you can make your own schedule and stuff, you can schedule that stuff. It's harder. It was a lot harder like when I worked a regular job. If I was sad, it was tough because I still had to clock in at nine. You feel what I'm saying? And I had to do what I was gonna do. So you just don't have as much time to deal with that stuff. And I know that's extremely. That's extremely difficult for a lot of people. And so they just get in the habit of suppressing them feelings, especially men. You know what I'm saying? Like, we the, we the worst. Like, because you you ain't supposed to be down. You ain't supposed And, like, I feel, I, I beat myself up for it. Matter of fact, like, when it happened, because I'm like, I ain't supposed to be like, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed yeah. to be upbeat. And every time, like, somebody yeah. see me in the gym, I'm supposed to be, you know, but sometimes I be tired. Fuck, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or sometimes I be aggravated. Like, and it's just, it just is what it is. And so, yeah. I try not to beat myself up about it, and however I'm feeling, I try to lean into it. Now, anger, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna get off this. Anger a little bit different. I don't do the same thing with anger. So if I'm mad, I don't go and let me look up all the shit that make me mad. I don't do yeah. that. I do I only do that when I'm sad. If I'm mad, um, I try to redirect that that energy. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Let me go throw up the weights. Let me go run. Like physically exert myself. Let me, you know, maybe smoke and watch anime. Let me just think about, you know, something about something else. And so, you know, I'll, I'll attack that different ways. But I just have found, I'm 32 now. Like, I found over so much time, I figured out what worked for me. Yeah. And oh, through trial and error, you know. So, like, I've messed this up a hundred times, like a thousand times. But through trial and error, I didn't kind of figure it out. And so, anybody that's watching this, maybe you tried some of that stuff. Next time you're feeling sad or next time you're mad, try to redirect if you're mad, if you're sad. Give yourself a day or two, lean into it, get the feelings out. And then usually what I find is I'm more motivated than ever. Like after an episode where I'm just really down, when I shake back, I shake all the way back. And I come back like a damn, you know what I'm saying? Like a damn superhero almost. Yeah. Like once I go through that. So that worked for me. Well, I think we've talked a lot about a lot of yeah. good things <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to go as long as it has, but it's been yeah. good. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. yeah. This, this has been a fun episode, man. I look, I wish I had me something to sip on this whole time. We could have got into it even, even deeper, I think, but yeah, you know, I like the, the free flowing nature of this episode. Yeah. With that said, the time has come. Okay. So let's dive into these games, man. Okay. You know, now, do you want to talk first or do you want me to talk first? Yeah, because with you, it's going to end on a positive note. I'd rather just get my shit out of the way. Right, come on. Let's, <laughs> let's bask in the negativity. What you got? Yeah, so along let, with let me all set the my... stage. Let me set I, the stage I... real quick. Browns took on the Las Vegas Raiders. And, bro, they had a tough time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They ended up not getting a dub. Lost 6-16. to 16. So only scoring six points. After after OBJ goes down, Tafik, yeah. what are your thoughts, sir? 
I was so upset after the game. I had friends over because I live in Northern California. Oh, you so Raiders really fans. And oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so we had his get together with friends and it was, I was so upset <laughs> that after the game, I wrote two pages of single spaced notes just with my thoughts about it. Just like, okay. so, like I had to get it and I'm not going to read them off, but basically what was so upsetting was that it, it, when I watch the team, it just doesn't feel like they're, there's no swagger or intimidating presence by any of the units. When I watch mm. the Browns, I'm not, I don't see them as an intimidating unit. And I think that bothers me so much because of how we, we, our teams are in a division where the Steelers and Ravens are yeah. intimidating, yeah. especially the Steelers. Yeah. Just the way they play, the physicality, you know, how their coaches. Yeah. I truly love that style. Like, I truly do. Like, I admire that. And I want little brother, the Browns, to, like, adopt a little bit of that kind of moxie, that, like, swagger. But it just feels like they got a couple of guys who got attitudes, like good attitudes, and then the rest of the guys just are like, like follow, follow the leaders. And they kind of like, they have moments. Everyone has like little things here and there, but dude, it was like the wind was like 35 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. And it was sleet, snow, terrible conditions. Yep. That's, that's Cleveland for you. Brown football. That is how it's going to be. And I thought this team was built for that. I'm like, ooh, we can, right. we got, we can, stop, we can run the rock. We can stop the rock. And that's how we're going to win these games. We don't have yeah. to throw, you know, when these games you can't throw because it's too cold and too windy, we'll just grind them out. And the Raiders just absolutely dominated in every aspect of that. They could have ran the same dive play. They could have ran, you know, I, I formation, you know, dive right. And it would have worked every time. Because yeah. the line would get pushed back. The linebackers, every time they, they got to Jacobs at the line of scrimmage, he would push them for five yards. And it was just every play. It was like watching Bama play at Chattanooga. And it's, it was just so, so frustrating because, yeah, the defense isn't that good. But when you just get like smacked in the mouth over and over and you're, there's no, there's no like, right, we're going to get this back. We're going we're gonna to like pop them back. Every time the Browns get popped in the mouth, they just like, take it and it just keeps coming it just keeps coming and i i like the coach kevin stefanski is the browns head coach and i like him for a lot of reasons i think he's smart i think he's he's well put together he knows how to build a team and he's he knows how to use baker okay but i don't think he brings that like the attitude that makes the guys like come out and they're like ferocious and they're like ready to go and it's like, I don't think he hasn't proven yet that when the team gets popped in the mouth, his team can retaliate and bounce back. What happens when you're down 10-0 and you get popped in the mouth? Baker throws a pick six. The defense gets thrown around for the whole first half. How do they respond? And it just every every loss so far, it feels like the team they played was probably a little better than them, but they just looked way better than them because mm-hmm. they just couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't bounce back from getting popped in the mouth. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. the The score doesn't really. It, it was just a sloppy game because of the weather, and the Raiders handled it better. They looked like the better team, and I don't even think they're more talented. I think they just won the line of scrimmage, and they played smarter. And they the just thing won. I take from the score is like the fact that y'all did not score a touchdown. Yeah, or did you? Y'all kicked two field goals, right? Two field goals. We threw a touchdown to Jarvis. They reviewed it, and they said. 
that he dropped it. It was close. He dropped the one where he fell. Yeah, it was close, and I, I probably agree with it. But then Hunter Renfro for for the Raiders caught very similar where it touched the ground, and it to me it looked like about the same type of call, and they gave him the touchdown. It was one of those games where it was so yeah. hard to catch the ball that every time it was reviewed because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was bobbled and shit. Right. But yeah, the the Browns couldn't run the ball that well when they had the best rush, rushing offense apparently, which I think is overrated at this point. The passing game, like we really felt the presence of OBJ being out and Hooper's out. And we were just so dinged up. And not only that, it's just the other guys don't step up. It's not yeah. a team yet. It's not a, it's, it's an average football team with a couple of great players. Isn't mm-hmm. like, it's like, doesn't this kind of like illustrate OBJ importance to y'all's team? Yes. Like, I feel like. People look at it, and he don't get as many targets and as many yards, but the threat that he is on the outside allow y'all to play the way y'all play, and then you take a couple shots. Yeah. Cool. Give him a couple reverses, boom, bang, boom, like that. And that balance is so good. So, look, bro, y'all, without him, you're without Chubb. Like, you're not only without two starters. These are literally your two-star players, your two best players on offense. Yeah. No question. So, you know, you're going to struggle. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then y'all got caught in the weather. So I don't really know how much you can judge from this game, to be completely honest. Yeah, I'm I'm overreacting because it, it's just frustrating because I got enough like hope. I hate that I do this, but it's kind yeah. of like that. I don't stay stoic. I'm like this. I'm like way too high. I'm like the most hype <laughs> man in the room. And then I'm yep. so low that I'm like in like I texted you during the when the Browns and Bengals played. I was so pissed. <laughs> Yeah. I was so pissed. Yeah. And so I just go like What this. if you end up being right? Because you texted me, this feels like our season is over. I think that's what you said. Yeah. And the reason is because I saw enough good things in the beginning where I convinced myself that the Browns, maybe not like a favorite, but a dark horse. Like, oh, we can run the ball. It's going to get cold. We're going to stop the run and run the ball. Like, we got the team. We got the talent. We got the line. We got the the star players. We got the defensive player of the year candidate. Baker's going to come into his own. We got the receivers. And I just convinced myself of, like, unrealistic expectations. And now I, like, I basically wrote this, like, note at the end of this thing where I was just like, I, I believe in the model over time, but I have to give it time. And I, I'm, in, I'm going to enjoy the season for what it is. It's, it's going to be a time to see Baker play in big games. Okay, we got another game against Pittsburgh, another game against Baltimore, a game against Tennessee, potentially important games in December and January, and hopefully a playoff, a wild card or something. Yeah. So we get to see what he's made of in those moments. And that's I think that's the most important part left of this year. But overall, with the decimated secondary, it's already a joke. The team is so inconsistent up and down. It's, I can't expect great things to happen. It's like this is an 8-8 eight eight football team that's going to play a pretty uh, cupcake schedule, so they could go 10-6. and six. I think 5-3 and three is a little uh, over – I think it overrates the team. I think people yeah. look at that and go like, oh, the Browns aren't – hey, they lost, but they're still good, 5-3. and three. It's like they look like a 4-4, four, 3-5 four and four, three and five team to me. We've yeah. just played a couple of bad teams. You guys, when you were trying to figure it out, I mean, you guys are, are looking better. So yeah, I've said what I needed to say. And yeah, we got two Bengals games early. No, so no I'm glad we don't have to mess with you guys now. I wish we played y'all in the second half. <laughs> like one yeah. game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agreed.
But yeah. anyways, let's turn it over to the Bengals. All right, man. So you see, I'm already rocking the color rush. Yeah. You know, this is the jersey that we just won in. Uh, Ripping my dog, AJ. Didn't really play great in this last game, but that's beside the point. Um, we beat Tennessee, bro. So the five and one Tennessee Titans, whose strength on offense is obviously our biggest weakness, stopping the run. Derrick Henry, number one rusher in the league. I was terrified going into this game. Now, here's what I knew. And I, here's what I know every week. And I told you this the other week. I said it on here, I think. If our line protects just okay, just average, we'll be in every game. Our offense is actually really damn good. The problem is, you know, obviously the line has been inconsistent. In some games, they're just downright god-awful. When we play teams that don't have a dominant pass rush, you can see what the offense will be like in the future once the line is actually yeah. solidified. You know what I'm saying? So we play Tennessee. Their weakness on defense, pass rush. I'm like, we got a shot. You know what I'm saying? We got a shot. Like, you know, we're going to be in this game. This is my thoughts. Like, assuming the line just holds up. But the problem is, bro, all five of our starters on the line that started week one were out. <laughs> like, how does this even happen? All five, KT, I was like, duh. That is just bad all luck. All five. And so, <laughs> but we did two things that made me say, okay, we traded for Quentin Spain, and then we brought in, um, God damn it, I'm forgetting his name. Or we picked up Quentin Spain, and then we traded for another lineman whose name is, is slipping my mind right now. So I'm like, okay, we're improving the line. Spain played yesterday after like a day of practice. That we don't give up a single sack. Again, Tennessee pass rush is not great, but our line is terrible, generally speaking. Like Joe Burrow's got the he's tied for the most sacks in the league. But over the last two or three weeks, been sacked like once. You know what I'm saying? Like the Baltimore game was was yeah. crazy. But other, like since then, our offense has just been going up and up. And it's getting to the point where I'm starting to expect it. That's how I know like they they really Cause I'm not surprised when we drive the length of the field every time. Like every time we get the ball, we pretty much gonna get in field goal range at at minimum. The difference was yesterday when we got in the red zone, we didn't turn it over. That touchdown to Tyler Boyd, that pick he throw against the Browns and they get tipped, he rolls out this time. <laughs> he rolled out to the right a little bit. That's an easy touchdown. All right, Joe, you made that mistake against the Browns, we lost. Fix it, and we beat who I think is a better team uh, against the Titans now. The matchup for us was better because they ain't got Miles Garrett. You see what I'm saying? So, like, they really had no answer for our offense. And I feel like we really building something, bro. We really building something. And something I like is that we're not following the model, the Ravens and the, and the Steelers model. And we tried that in the past, and it's not us. Like, that ain't even who we are. And so when we try to emulate what they do, it's like uh, playing their game. Exactly, exactly. It's like uh, when teams played the Rockets last year, like a lot of times teams will they'll end up going small and, yeah. you know, the Rockets going to beat you at that. Like, that's their game. They could beat the Lakers at that because Lakers just had a better small ball team. Who knew? But that's what ended up happening. But instead of trying to beat Pittsburgh at being Pittsburgh, let's just do what we do. You know what I'm saying? Let's do what we do. We got Joe Burrow. Let's let him dissect this thing. Let's let him read. Let's let him just make big boy decisions. Make big boy throw, let's spread it out and do our thing and then pray to God our defense stops somebody. You know what I'm saying? But like, bro, this game against Tennessee, 
I was pleasantly surprised because again, I knew we'd look good in spots, but for us to put it all together, go up, we pretty much dominated this game and hold them off was uh it was impressive, bro. It was that was the biggest hella, game for you guys this year. Man. Impressive. It was. It was right before the bye week. You know, to go in there and steal that one is is crazy. Crazy feeling. I ain't you guys are on a bye week too this week? Yep. So yeah, both the Browns and Bengals, no game. Oh, no you games? Guys, nah, I didn't no, know y'all wasn't playing either. You get to feel good for two weeks. That's what I said. Now we play the Steelers when we come back. Check oh, it out yeah. though. My whole offensive line. I think anyway. I know my left tackle and my center will be back. That was the two best ones we had that was out. The two new uh, linemen we just traded for, they'll be playing. So the line will be improved. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's that's a positive thing that we got going into it, plus our momentum. Then after we play the Steelers, dog, we got Washington, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Cowboys. So we got a chance to run off some wins here yeah. and really like build some confidence for this unit. And like my unit, bro, this is what I wanted to talk about. Like, my locker room is pretty goddamn strong. Like, they're a lot stronger than what I thought. Look at all the losing we've done in the last two years. But these dudes do not waver, dog. They don't get down. They And they fight every <laughs> single week, bro. Every week. Carlo Dunlap, all-time great bingo, you know. But he was tripping. He wasn't happy with his role, right? Uh, yeah. Carl Lawson, who's been playing way better. He been getting more snaps, and then eventually the coach made him the starter. Now he said the communication wasn't there, and if that's true, then I agree with him that the coach should have did a better job of communicating to him because he been a starter for so long. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But with that said, he started tripping. He started like lashing out on Twitter. He lashing out in the interview, and the veterans on the team was it came out was like, nah, bro, like that's just not how we move. Like we support our coach. This is our culture. This is what we do. And we got him out of there. And like I was, and then not only did we get him out of there, we went and then John Ross came out right after that, said something on Twitter. And I'm not mad at now one of these dudes. Please don't take it like that. Cause I understand from their standpoint, I promise you I do. But for the team to have that turmoil all week and people, oh, the Bengals losing control. They're about to lose the locker room. Boom, boom, boom. Nah, bro. We go out, get the biggest win of the season and bust their ass. Like we really did, you know? And it's, it's just a huge thing, bro. It's really a huge thing. A bunch of practice squad linemen step up and block Jadavion Clowney for four quarters. I yeah. mean, it's it's like one of those that you you might make like a little quick video about in three or four years. Like, what if I told you? You know what I'm saying? This is one <laughs> in five team with no offensive line. You know what I'm saying? And so, especially yeah. if the Titans like going to win, like the big thing, and we'd be like one of the teams that bust their ass in the season, like that'll be a crazy story. But I'm real. I'm just proud, bro. I'm proud of my dudes. I'm happy. I was already happy with the way things was trending anyway, because I really felt like we should have beat y'all that that second game. Like I felt like we played well enough to win that game. And if my defense makes a single play, and if your if your receivers don't make every amazing catch, they didn't drop a single aggressive catch, and it was just an amazing performance. But it's yeah. just like, damn. Like yeah, they dropped everything, everything this week. Everything had to go back. Exactly. Like all, now they come back to earth. I mean, it was it was yeah. random and stuff. I get it, but yeah. you know everything had to go bad for us to lose that damn game, and it happened. Same thing happened against the Colts. Everything had to go bad. Same thing happened yeah. against the Chargers in Week One. We had to not get any calls. Like so, we've caught so many bad breaks. But for the team to continue to fight and 
I'm I'm having a lot more confidence in my coach because I don't think he's a perfect coach, but I've always said I think he's a good dude. And I think that echoes because you can see the locker room stay together and still follow this cat and still believe what he's preaching, despite the fact that we've been terrible for two years, like on the win, you know, in the win-loss column at least. You know, so for them to still stay bought in, bro, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. And I'm I'm hella excited about the future. One last thing I got to say real quick. Um, us trading for them linemen, that is such a big deal because it was the first in-season trade for the Bengals, I think, since Carson Palmer. Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. We don't do it. And now that we've done it, we got Joe, so we like, okay, we're more aggressive. Yeah. And because we've done that, Let's say we run off some of these wins that I just was talking about, and the line look way better with the two new additions. Jonah Williams is all—he's looked good all season. He continued yeah. to get better. That means when we get in the draft, we ain't got to reach for a lineman specifically. Like if if the best lineman, one of the top linemen that we want, falls to us, great. But it don't put us in that position where Jamar Chase on the board. But we're so desperate for a lineman, we got to draft the fourth best lineman in a first round. Instead of yeah. getting Jamar Chase, you know what I'm saying, to repair him with Joe Burrow. So it just, it goes so far. Like when you make these little moves, I'm excited and I'm really hoping we're going to do something else at the trade deadline and move John Ross because he want to be moved and we ain't using yeah. him. So why not go get a pick? So if we do that, I'm going to feel extreme. I'm going to be the happiest fan of a two and five and one team you've ever seen in your life. You know what I'm saying? But I like I'm happy for you. I like what Because that's it. the great thing about the NFL, man. You can always yeah. get it even when it's, when things did not look good and you're in fourth place in the division, yeah, you can still get these moments. That's oh, the beauty sure. of it. For sure. And I, I just think what we building, like, I'm very hopeful that in the next two to three years, like, who knows what's going to happen with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Like, we know they've been good, but they've yeah. also had dry spells. in two to three Because we're not in our window, so I ain't tripping. They're great. Cool. I love it. I honestly do. I love that we got to go through, like, we get in the hardest division. Perfect. It builds character. Let's get our ass whooped in these games. We're going to learn. We're going to get better. They're going to be closer and closer. Like the game with y'all, they're going to be closer. And before you know it, next year, we're we, we going to win one of them games. And we might win one of these games against the Ravens. Like, you you never know. You know what I'm saying? And as that happens, over time, easily. We could easily creep right on up there because Joe Barrow, bro, I think the man's a future all-pro. Like, the stuff that he's doing is not like, and the reason it's so impressive to me is because it's not like he's just the most physically gifted dude ever. So he out here flexing that. Because when that happens, the league catch up to you. Yeah. Like every time. You know, after a year or two, the league catch up. But because he's doing it like in more of a cerebral way, and then we seeing like the, the ball placement and all in the pocket presence is unbelievable. And so these things don't go away. So he's just gonna continue to get better as long as we can protect the man. And, uh, you know, that right there, I think, give us a, a damn good shot to make some serious noise within the next few years, you know. And, hey, you can't if you can't be happy about that by the fan, bro, you ain't a real fan. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Straight up. I, I, my camera died, so. <laughs> All right, cool. Look, we've been talking for way too long, bro. We're going to go ahead and end this one. Um, hope y'all enjoyed the episode. This one was uh, a lot more free-flowing. Uh, we're just kind of running it, man. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed that style of video. If you did, you're watching the YouTube channel, thumbs up. If you're listening on any of the podcast apps, please give us a rating. We definitely appreciate it. But other than that, man, we're going to catch y'all in the next one. Peace.